the worst moments of our life. Hey, girl. Hey, that's bad. Uh, so speaking of like worst ever experiences. That is the worst ever. I don't feel so good. And that was my worst audition ever. How bad can I be? <laughs> and we feel the pain is best or funny. Welcome to Worst Ever Podcast, where I am your host, Ala Khaled. And I'm Christine Lake. And she's here too. Listen, I'm I, only, like, I can't talk to you right I'm now. I'm giving you the floor. I'm pissed. Because it's your birthday. Today's, okay, we're recording early. You're hearing this later. So today is September 23rd, my birthday, first day of fall. Okay. Okay. It's uh, fall, y'all. It's fall. Uh, it's going to be 96 tomorrow. <laughs> and I've so far have gotten a $47 Starbucks gift card. 47? Yeah, because I'm 47 today. Oh, that's cute. And then I've gotten a $20 gift card, but I owe you $3 right. because you're making me pay. Because she was only giving me $17. Right. <laughs> because- because you spent $17 on my birthday. On your birthday. Which you tried to reimburse, you wanted me to reimburse you for. Right. Because I got jewelry for you. Correct. But and I, I never reimbursed you. Right. But a couple of years back, I think I got you a $50 Amazon gift card. Well, now it's a new year. Okay. I'm just letting you know that it's still not. But I, already, I always start off the year, friend. So whatever you want to give me. And by the way, you forgot my 40th birthday, actually. So. I was in Atlanta. I don't care. <laughs> I forgot. Right. So I could have forgotten too, but I didn't. I wouldn't and let I, you. And I gave you a $17. And I got a cake pop from, is that from you, Rob? Uh, no, no, it was from Georgia. Oh, well, you owe me something. Yeah, I asked if you wanted one in text yesterday and you didn't respond. I was so. driving. That's why I forgot okay, to respond. Well, you're, you a terrible, you're a terrible you can send me a Starbucks gift card. Okay, can I do it through the app? Do you have the app? I have the app. Okay. You can send it. Cool. Um, everyone <sighs> that's listening can send me a Starbucks gift card. Are we still also trying to give you teeth? Or get me, help me with the new teeth with the GoFundMe. <laughs> oh and God. that's Allah's new grill at GoFundMe. So feel free to donate to that as well. Okay. Okay, great. How is 47 treating you so far? It's not great. Really? Why? <laughs> uh, I, don't, I mean, I don't have an age issue, right? So I'm fine with the age. Okay. It's just, yeah. I don't expect anything from people. Like right. I don't expect things. Like we'll go have drinks or whatever. I try to like spread it out so I'm like, if someone wants to take me lunch or whatever. But I feel like people, are, when I don't get the response that I'm looking for, which is nothing, correct? Okay, I get upset. So wait, you don't expect anything, but if people don't do anything, I'm then pissed. you get upset. Yeah. Okay. Well, who specifically are you pissed at right now? No, I'm not pissed at anyone specifically. People have reached <laughs> out, but I'm like going, okay. So like, for instance, like a friend of mine. Okay. So like Sarah Colonna, she yeah. was on the show. Right. She uh, texted me. She said, hey, can I take you to dinner for your birthday on Monday? And I was like, sure. And then she's like, hey, you know what? Wednesday's probably better for me. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> Well, to be fair, when you were when we were trying to make this podcast happen and we realized it was your birthday, I said, oh, should we do evening and have drinks? And you were like, no. Well, because so I was I, supposed to have dinner with Sarah Colonna. Okay, well. And I was going to make her take tried, me to a fancy restaurant. I tried to do and something And I was nice. going to order expensive things. <laughs> I see. Well, I know where I'm going to take you. Where? I will take you somewhere if you're that hard up for your birthday. I'm going to take you to the Bistro Garden. Uh. 
Where's that? It's right down the road. I just rediscovered it. The last time I was there, I was there with for brunch with Gary Marshall, and he was talking to Tony Danza. I mean, it's an old person's I place. I, I want to go. You're going to love it. I say I we, either, we either brunch it up or we go for the happy hour at the bar because my friend Manuel makes a mean, dirty martini. Okay, I'll do it. I'll, although I've been drinking a lot of old fashions lately. That's fine. I'm sure you can make that too. Now, here's the deal, though. On top of that, when the Popeye's chicken sandwich comes back, okay. if you would try okay. to get me one of those, because I still haven't tried it and I, it's made me very upset. Okay. But can I also, can I also offer the, uh, the pop-up chicken restaurant that is happening at the car wash down the street? No. I want the Popeye's <laughs> chicken sandwich. <laughs> there, but for real? No, because I want to see you waiting in the line. I want to see you in the drive-thru. I want to see you the, getting that sandwich. The only Popeye's I know is in Burbank. Is this the one we're going to? You can, not. You're going to bring the sandwich. I'm, I'm bringing the sandwich yeah, to you? Correct, because I'm not waiting in the line again. Last time I waited You wouldn't the line, even go they, to Chick-fil-A for me when I was like nine months pregnant. You want me to go to Popeye's when it's not even your birthday? Correct. This is the worst friendship ever. Yeah. All right. We You're have a, a very special guest today. Yes. Uh, three Tony nominations. Yes. Three times robbed. Correct. That's why you're on our show. Um, we only like losers. We don't like winners. He was also. He also starred in uh, the Disney series Jesse. Yes. Hey, Jesse. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, you've done multiple television shows. First of all, it's Kevin Chamberlain. Kevin Chamberlain, Chamberlain, everyone. Hey. And I have had a Popeye's chicken sandwich. You have had it two times. Is it delicious? I wanted to try spicy and regular. Okay, that's what I was because I'm not a big spicy person. So is it? <clears throat> really spicy it's nice you know chick-fil-a has a, a bit of a dryness to it right and i like the the it has a plump you can tell it's been marinated in the buttermilk and um it's oh, very tasty i know it's really tasty and the brioche bun it's a brioche bun um, oh, I love and then you bun. know you're not eating um hate uh, right like chick-fil-a i know Truth. i we used to go to chick-fil-a undercover like with sunglasses and hats yeah. and because Well that'll work. Well I love Chick-fil-A. I mean I do love it. Listen, I love a Chick-fil-A sandwich. Who doesn't? And the nuggets are delicious. Yeah. But now that Popeyes has made this sandwich and I, apparently it's better than the Chick-fil-A sandwich, I have to go to Popeyes. I, I'm, I'm even just, though I'm I, sure it's owned by a racist. Um but who knows? I'm just <laughs> God, know. allegedly that sweet lady that's on the commercials. I understand you know? that. I have a wig issue or I don't like the wig they put her in. Oh. <laughs> Louisiana. <laughs> I do love Popeyes though. I think it's owned by the guy who owns Houston's. Oh, yeah. Makes sense. Because it's from New Orleans. I'm obsessed with Houston. I, I love Houston's. Houston. Have you ever had their ribs? No, yes. but I've had that, that artichoke oh, yeah. spinach dip. Yeah. And then the grilled artichokes are mm. amazing when they're so in good. season. But it, you can go there anytime you get a rib. There, it just is fall off the bone. Mm. Oh, you're, delicious! This you're food fork talk in is it and, crazy. I know. I, I was there <laughs> now. The other day. Now I'm like all I can think about is Mother Clucker, which is the place at the car wash. I'm car not wash going chicken. to Mother Clucker, but uh, thank you. <laughs> just saying, I saw. Wait, can I just? I was driving home from work last week. It was late, nine o'clock, nine thirty. And I'm at the stoplight getting off the freeway and I look over at the car wash and there's like a fiesta going on. I'm like, what's happening at the car wash? And why does it look like people are making food? So I look it up on Google. Sure enough, there's a pop-up restaurant that happens there four nights a week. I just think it's weird. 
and interesting. So we went, and, and it does was the health department. Like, that's my. I never thing. understood how like, they get away. with How it. do they get away? There's with, a ta- like it's in weird. Front of the target the property taxes is, <laughs> on Eagle Rock Boulevard. There's a Target, right? Like a, one of those mini Targets. Oh yeah. And at night, there's a, like a taco, yeah. like tent, half a mile long. And the line it is phenomenal. The line is like down the street. I'm going. Do they have a perm? Like, how do they? Get they to must pop have a permit. Sidewalk? I don't know how they do it, but they must. Mm. I, I, they must have a permit. It's just street weird. meat. Street I, meat. I get it, but I'm like, what's with the tacos? Is the line is like? I mean, if you saw this line, it's crazy. You should go figure it out. I'm not a big street taco person. <laughs> but you're a big street. I am excited to try the new Taco Bell cheddar um, crusted uh, shells on the chalupas. Well, that sounds good. It's like a. It's like a. It's like a. Like a Parmesan, you know, like a crisp. Crispy cheese. Yeah, I'm into yeah. that. I'm into that. I love call it crispy, tasty cheese. I love crispy, tasty cheese. <laughs> Wait, after you cook a burger, you just throw a piece of cheese in the grease. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> yes. Just, this is delicious. Sear it. All right. Let's, <laughs> let's right, get back on. to Kevin. Okay, Kevin. Enough about beef. Now, I, I, you're currently in rehearsal, but it. Yes, I'm in uh, previews, actually. Speaking of um, Pasadena, where I go to Houston's all the time, right at the Pasadena Playhouse, we're doing Little Shop of Horrors, <gasps> Alan Menken and Howard Ashman's genius piece based on the 1950s Roger Corman film. And then uh, there was a musical made in the 80s that Frank Oz did, mm-hmm. um, and but it ran on off Broadway from like 81 to 81 or 82 to uh, almost 10 years, I think. My living in New York, all I remember is Little Shop of Horrors there and Stomp in yeah. that theater at Orpheum. Yeah. And um, I saw it in there at in 82, and it's a tiny little space. Yeah. And I had never been to a scrappy, kind of dirty, downtown, off-Broadway theater. And it was just so cool to, because the play matched it. The, the play matched the block that it was being placed on that skid row downtown it's, yeah it's which is interesting the kids you know that i don't know if you know do you know little shop very well yeah. like, it's i did it my senior year of high school oh, i wow. played seymour thank you and um, brilliant scene and and he's obsessed with rick moranis i, so. I was yeah. obsessed with rick moranis and i it, when i went to college I went to amda and my life we did life studies and my adult uh my Child life study was Rick Moranis' son. So I was stalking him because they lived in my neighborhood. So I was stalking his son in preschool. <laughs> True story. Wow. That's that could get you arrested. I was like, <laughs> yep. In this day and age, for sure. But this well, was the that 90s. Song skid uh, down on Skid, skid Row. Run. The younger kids in the in the cast that grew up in the in LA, they thought the show takes place in LA because we sing about Skid Row. Sure. And I had to say, there's actually a Skid Row in every town. Correct. It's a term. It's not an actual geographic <laughs> location like Hollywood. Um, it's really a very new production. You're playing Mushnick. I am playing Mr. Mushnick, uh, the owner of the shop, and uh, a wonderful Broadway uh, actor named George Salazar, who starred in Be More Chill recently. And which has the biggest cult following. Every night, there's over a hundred people waiting for him at the stage door. I didn't. <gasps> wow. I didn't know the popularity of of uh, Be More Chill. And then M J Rodriguez, right, a t- beautiful trans actress who's on um, Pose, 
and uh, she was at the Emmys last night. And so you, she's fabulous. so she's a she. She's. She I mean, I always get the Audrey. pronouns wrong. So it's because she's a trans woman. She's a trans woman because I have a yeah. trans person teaching my. I went to pony sweat again. I'm. I was very proud of you. And th- sh- they, re- the pronouns are they them. Oh, she used. Well, they used. She. I think she used she her they them. Oh God, stop talking! You're the worst. Yeah. <laughs> what do you? So yeah, she. She's on pose. We're <laughs> like old white guys. I can't. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, MJ is a trans actress. She's a trans female fantastic. actress, and a belt like you know Broadway belt. She's Amazing. incredible. And uh, Matt Wilkes, who has a wonderful uh, website, uh, Matt and Dan, a uh, really funny gay sketch comedy that's oh cool, really brilliant, and. Um, these three wonderful girls playing the Ronettes. And it's it's a really good production. Very different design. I was um, going to ask you. Yeah, what's it's the... not taking place in in the kind of scruffy, run-down little shop. It's, it's much more um, metallic, high-tech, uh, fluorescent light, um, very bare stage. Like a work-live space? Yeah, we work. <laughs> we work. <laughs> and there's puppets by um, this wonderful puppet designer, um, Sean. And I'm blanking on his last name. I'm bad. And he uh, had. We have five puppeteers. So it's a, a oh, wow. Big, yeah. How big the, is the Audrey too? Um, that is a secret. Oh yes, this is a different different sort of concept. So you have to come. I'm coming. Come see it. Um, That's exciting. Yeah. Imagine if if a, if instead of the plant growing uh, in in girth, <laughs> it grows in length and with its oh, tendrils. Wow. So cool. the tendrils sort of become alive, and and so it's really fun for the puppeteers to because uh, the Dad. tendrils can wrap around someone's neck and strangle them, and and that theaters are really nice. Yeah, it's space. only eight hundred and fifty seats. Yeah, it's uh, that's good. Wow, it's the state. Theater of California, which I didn't oh, I know. didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, it's a yeah, been around. It has. And is this going to move anywhere? Or is this this was designed? No, for there's that? already no. It's designed just for that. There's an off-Broadway production already running right now with Jonathan Groff. Right. So, speaking of Broadway, um, your nominations were for Seussical. Seussical, um, the Dr. Seuss musical. That's. The, the number one show done in high schools yeah, in the country. And it's weird. Adam's Family, which is right. also in the top five of being done all over the place. And then a play about Mae West called Dirty Blonde. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. It was uh, three, 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 uh, two, two people basically playing Mae West and all the men in her life. And then a third guy who would play piano and a couple other roles. And it was James Lapine who did Sunday in the Park with George. Oh, yeah. And we all developed it together up in the um, Martha's Vineyard. Oh, wow. It was really one of the the most organic, um, more meaningful shows that I've done in my career. Because she also was writing it as we were developing it, Claudia Shear. And she added uh, stuff from my own life autobiographical stuff into the character. Oh, wow. Like I'm, I'm a rest. I was a wrestler. I was a New Jersey heavyweight champ championship wrestler. And uh, I know smell me. I, you know, I was the manager of my junior high wrestling team. Really? That is not a lie either because 
the coach in North Carolina, Greensboro, North Carolina, um, the coach, I was the smallest kid in junior high. So he made me the manager so that when the lightweight competition came, because there was never anyone to wrestle that weight class, um, he would just stick me in the uniform and put me out there and I would have an automatic win. Oh, yeah. Well, that's oh, hard. yeah. So did you ever have to wrestle no, randomly? As long as you were weight, right? As yeah, as long as, but I was so tiny. I was like the yeah. smallest right. kid in class. So I, I never had to wrestle. Um, and I was the manager, so I had to go to all their, um, not rehearsals, but their practices. <laughs> and what would you do during practice? I would make, I would make them, um, I mean, I would like make sure they lattes. did all the drills and, you know, the positions. Like, yeah. There's like a whole thing and then charts and keeping up with their weights. And when the weight clot, when they have to weigh in, I have to write all the weights down. Oh, yeah. It's a whole thing, Christine. It's a lot of work. Okay. It's a yeah. very disciplined <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, sport. And I didn't really like it. My, my older brother kind of pushed me into it because he was a wrestler. And the only reason I didn't do it was there wasn't a play that year. <laughs> so and I ended up doing well at it, and uh, um, winning the state championship. Well, whatever. Wow. I mean, I was just the manager, but you don't have to brag about it. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm not comparing. Um, Kevin and Kevin and I did a, a musical five years ago that, that you husband, developed. My husband developed. Yeah, it. yeah. Based and on Scream. It was the unauthorized parody of Scream. Super fun. We yes. did it at the Rockwell. With Sarah Hyland. With Sarah Hyland. Oh, that's right. Uh, so we had two different casts, um, and then we vacillated back and forth. But Sarah was in my cast. Um, Marla. Marla uh, Mindell. Mm-hmm. Was, she was hilarious. And Tom Lank was in a cast. We, they, we went back and forth. Um, yeah. David Hall, all kind, Jimmy Ray Bennett, all kinds of people. Super fun. Um, I got to play the Drew Barrymore role in the beginning and got slashed and yes. blood put all over me, which was great. And then what was uh, the song you sang? Um it was a whisper to a scream. Right. And then um and then I got to be the Rose McGowan and I had very poignant nipples. if you've ever seen scream rose mcgowan they're just they're her character they're really out and proud so i found on amazon some some latex nipples nipples. yeah and i wore them under my costume i wanted to be authentic well i love it to the parody i love it It was really fun that show should be mounted again it was great what's the legal issues with doing something like that it's a parody so unauthorized yeah they pay a license to it has to be in like Ask a 99 seat less. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what the... They never came after you no. guys or anything. Well, before. when you guys did It Andy started Ratchet. a whole... Um, Scream was the first... Yeah. Um, they call it Umpo now, Unauthorized right. Musical Parody. Um, there's They've done everything from Jurassic Park to Mean Girls. And, well, yeah, yeah. And you did yeah. the movie... Um, Silence? Silence. Yeah. I mean, that was a different, different Well, because when you guys also place, did Annie Rexic and the Bulimic Orphans. The Odyssey of the Bulimic Orphans. Oh, sorry. Yep. That, there was a lawsuit. There was a lawsuit, yeah. yeah. It <laughs> came the after Annie people. from the Annie people. Um, there was also a lawsuit during the um, Dog Sees God, which is all about right. the Peanuts characters. I mean, there, right. the whole Charles Schultz estate came after them uh, for right. certain things. I mean, you have to be really careful about what you do. But well, when you when you clearly are saying it's an unauthorized parody, I think you get away with more. I mean, yes. even when we would do stuff for, you know, Troubadour Theater Company, we would use like Shakespeare and popular music. So we would do things like, you know, Juliet Hall and um Romeo Oates, so it's like Hall and Oates and um Romeo Hall, Juliet Oates, sorry. And then or like um Mids Midsummer Saturday Night Fever Dream and it was all like 
the no, <laughs> crack and rob I, up no, over here. I wanted two I, gentlemen of Chicago. I I ah. I pitched uh, Selena Medea to you guys. I know. But it, now and then people the, would come back like it and it was less so obviously Shakespeare is its own thing. So and that's like free, free to be licensed now. Um, but people would now and then see the show and like the estate of Chicago or whoever would come and be like, you can't use our music. Even though we were changing all the lyrics and sometimes they would be super flattered. And they would come and see the show, and they were like, "This is amazing. We love it." Well, Kevin Williamson came right. to scream, and um, it was, yeah, and he sent people to see it, and a lot of people got work from that. Yeah, Jonah Platt was in it, right? And, um, ben Platt's brother and Carly Rae got a series out yeah. of it. Oh wow! Um, yeah, so it was you it was smart. Speak going back to the Tonys three times. Mm-hmm. Are you expecting to win? Like when you're there, like what is it? Well, the you first year speech? I lost to an 81 year old Holocaust survivor. Well, damn. so <laughs> I have to, I need to find a story. Yes. <laughs> then I lost to an ex heroin addict. Oh. And, and then um, what was the, oh, the other one, the show had closed and it was the year of the producers. Uh. So. I knew I wasn't going to win. Sometimes um, it really is luck of the draw. Yeah, but I would definitely, I never hired a publicist, and I definitely would next time if I do get nominated. You think that would definitely. I was like, publicist, uh, new cabinets in the kitchen. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know. <laughs> you know, I think it does make a big difference. and I'm surprised the show didn't have a publicist for you. Uh, in those instances, I was the only thing that was nominated from the show. It wasn't even nominated for Best Musical, um, Adam Family or Seussical. And uh, so it was really awkward, actually, coming to work the next day. Oh, wow. Being the only thing nominated. Oh. And everyone thought they'd be performing on the Tonys. and Oh. We got nothing. They weren't so, even invited. Yeah. Yeah, it's an awkward day. Crickets, crickets. Congratulations on your nomination. I mean, the producers had to be happy. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the producers had to be happy. Yeah. Uh, no, they were sad that their show. (laughs) I know, but still, something something. because it's the best uh, advertisement a show can get is when they're on the Tonys, right? I guess. I mean, you can pay. Some shows now will pay to do a number. Even though they're not nominated, just to just so they get more publicity get for the show. Do you plan on doing more Broadway? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You like being out there. You know, the grass is always greener. You know, right. I just finished a year in Wicked. I and, know. Um, I was going to tell you. I was going to talk about that as the wizard, and you know, by the end, I was ready to come home to my house and yeah, and uh, and have a more. It, it's a nightmare. Nightmare. It's a. It's a Dracula kind of life. It's it's a vampire life. You you go to work at seven thirty, right. and then when you get off work at eleven, you're like raring to go, and everyone else is asleep. Mm. And so I don't go to bed till two, three, four o'clock in the morning. But it's very lonely at that time of night, and so my social life kind of you you hang around with the other Broadway people, right? That's yeah, it becomes like a bubble. Talk Broadway, yeah. <laughs> Or politics is a lot of right, politics, yeah. right? But uh, it, it's very, um, it's a unique lifestyle. 
And your body starts to wear down because you're doing the same exact thing every night. And what's that definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over. Yeah, expecting expecting a different result. Yeah. (laughs) And sometimes you do get a different result with a a fun audience. But when you're in a tourist show like Wicked. Right. It it tends to be. And it was like their anniversary cast, right? 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But that's the thing I think people don't understand as well about Broadway is that once you have a show that's that's a hit and it's set and this is what it is, um, there really is not a lot of wiggle room to your performance. They kind of want you to do it a certain way. I had a friend that was in Jersey Boys for years, yeah. like did it for 10 years. And it got to the point where they would still give him notes, even on like the smallest of you didn't, um, you were supposed to be on the two and you were on the three. So right. just be sure that when you're doing this line, you're there. I mean, so it does become a little bit paint by the numbers and you have to, you, you can't really put your own once once it's set it's set it is and those numbers have to do with lighting Mm -hmm. you know they have they have all the programmable lights they don't even have file spot operators anymore which is so sad yeah so you know you could have freedom with file spot operators you could just go crazy and run around the stage and that guy would follow you and now you have to hit these certain numbers in these certain blocks because the programmable lights will go onto you yeah. Coming into a show that's already established like Wicked, I mean, obviously you've got to sort of make that the wizard your own. And, and it's been done several times by other, how many other people before oh, you? Oh my gosh, at least yeah. 14 or 15. Where's your head at when it comes to like recreating that role? Well, I want to make it my own. I mean, I always um, have a idea of what you know i was supposed to do one of the original readings of wicked oh wow uh, back in its development um and so i had an idea of what i wanted to do and then i listened to joel gray and i listened to the recordings and i'm a big believer that talent borrows genius steals <laughs> mm, <laughs> so you right. can mm-hmm. steal what you right no i agree with that that you like and then make your make it your own but also the the actresses that you're playing off of make it's Help different that. every night. Yeah, yeah. That's And I true. had a lot of, I had five different Glindas and five different Alphabas over a year period of time. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, who were some of the uh, the women that you've worked with in those in, roles? In Wicked, uh, mm-hmm. Jessica Vosk. Mm-hmm. She's really amazing. And uh, um, Amanda Jane Cooper was a wonderful Glinda. And... Um, uh, One, I did the the first um, black Glinda. Oh, cool! Um, to ever play the role, a wonderful girl named Brittany Murphy. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, incredible. Yeah. And that was that was an exciting night. Um, have you always done Wicked in on Broadway, in New York? Have you ever toured with? I her? haven't no. done the tour, no. But a good friend of mine was playing the Wizard on the tour, uh, Jason Graha, and uh, we would text each other back and forth. <laughs> no notes on a wizard mm-hmm. that we're going to put together That's someday. <laughs> Back in the day, like when you were auditioning, or I, I will say even now, because um, you still go in to audition for roles. Mm-hmm. Um, any any terrible auditions like that you have in the recesses My, of your mind? The the most heinous auditions I have are when they say, "Okay, throw away the script, just improv." Oh yeah, and <sighs> it's not my story. That yeah. is not, I am not 
an improv actor. You're not? Maybe I should I'm shocked. Uh, take a class or something. But I'm just, my comfort zone is more in... The words. In the words, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So what, what uh, I'm scared to Curb ask. Curb your enthusiasm. <laughs> oh, God. I, the I, improv I, show of I went in, Yeah, I went in numerous times. And you, you would audition with Larry David. Okay. And in the middle of the auditions, I would just start laughing and going, I have no idea what to say next. As opposed oh, to Kevin. being in the moment. What a fucking great. And I understand it more now. Wait, so I they definitely understand. They give you now. a scene, like a premise of a scene. Yeah, they give you like a outline, a, a paragraph of of what's supposed to happen in the scene. But uh, I just, I but I, I talked to you know a really good friend of mine is um, John Michael Higgins. Yeah, who mm-hmm. does all the Christopher Guest movies. He says, you know, he prepares a lot of lines up in his head, mm-hmm. right? You know, he gets the scenario in advance and and he writes his own material i mean he said you know you're pretty good off the cuff but you don't know if that's really going to make it into the final cut right you know if you write some zinger lines right they'll make it into the cut and if you can kind of manipulate the conversation to hopefully go that direction then you can use them yeah yeah and i can tell i can tell when someone's improving as opposed to um spewing out a written line yeah i can tell the difference it's a different kind of acting so what happened with larry um i just started laughing you really just started laughing laughing. and then what does he say like okay okay thank you (laughs) and then they bring you back anyways uh yeah they brought me back three times i don't know for different roles i guess he liked the look of me or just you know i don't know just never worked out though that's so funny. I, I don't like the improv. Yeah. Well, speaking <laughs> of death, oh, this God. summer, right, you were pronounced dead on Twitter. I was, yeah. How did this happen? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Bizarre. It was a bizarre thing. Um, I was at Kristen Chenoweth's boot camp. Yeah. Oh, you at the one she does teaching. in Oklahoma? Yeah. I was oh, yeah, yeah. Down there. Amazing facility and really a lot of beautiful. Uh, the 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 staff is wonderful. We yeah, have great, amazing great Michael Orland from American Idol, who was one of the musical. And we have about fifty five kids, and she, one of the kids, posted me. She was like, "Oh, do your catchphrase from Jesse," and I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm literally, I'm, I am now a catchphrase. And it's congratulations it's too far. That was my <laughs> my my catchphrase. Like if the doorbell rings, and I was the butler, right. Now, Bertram, get that. It's too far. And so she videoed me doing that on TikTok. Uh-huh. I it's an app. Is. TikTok is an TikTok app. TikTok is the hottest app right now. You can, like, make your own music like video. Oh, I need to get it. Yeah. it's it's It wastes a lot of time watching um, people's. I'm still learning the Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> I roll. We're all catching up. Yeah. Go ahead. And so the video that she took of me um, went viral and it got over a million hits within like three or four hours. Oh my gosh. And then someone posted, I heard he had died. Oh no. In the comments. (laughs) Oh God. And then it just snowballed just from someone going, I I heard heard he had died. And then all of a sudden it's in the AP and (gasps) on the, no, there's articles on the news thing. There's a, 
just Jared, I guess, is the kids. Yeah. Uh, oh, that he's uh, he's like the um, he's like a gossip guy. He's like a reality gossip. Who else does reality yeah. too. Okay. Yeah. So then I'm mean, to get a little serious. We had um, we lost one of our uh, cast members right this summer. Um, incredible young actor named Cameron Boyce. Yeah. At the height of his, and of course the family had to deal with people thinking that it was a hoax mm. um, oh, because no. this had happened like oh, two weeks sad. earlier. With oh. Me. oh, it was bizarre. I mean, that's the least it's they wanted really to weird. worry about, but he was so amazing. And he really, out of all the kids, he was, his career was, had a incredible trajectory to it. He was on an HBO series. Yeah, no, I saw him. I mean, I saw an interview about, the whole thing with Kenny Ortega. Yeah. And I've known Kenny for years and I was yeah. just like, Oh my God, this is. Yeah. I, they were very tight. Yeah. And then in Cameron and Karin, uh, who lived with him, he was the uh, Indian kid on, on uh, Jesse. He, they would come to visit me in New York all the time. See any play I was doing. Um, we were all really tight. Yeah. And that show. So it's what was it? Four sad. years, Jesse, uh, 120 episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the production company was uh, Disney and and the Pamela Eels O'Connell oh, okay. wrote it. Uh, Beaumont, I love her. Beaumont, yeah, yeah. I, I met with her not, years yeah, ago. She, when she went on to Bunked, my writing right. partner and I had a. They wanted to staff us, and then I couldn't do it because oh. I ended up having another um, conflict, which really sucked. And mostly because I just really wanted to work with her. Yeah. I really, really enjoy her and. She's just seems like a nice act. lady. Yeah. yeah. Class act. Yeah, that show, I had worked with Debbie right before Jesse had started on Sweet Life on right. Deck. Right, and Pam worked on that yeah. as well. And then, and I got that job through, because I had done a bunch of Hannah Montanas. Mm. So it was just like a, that Disney family, they like to reuse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, there's like four or five creators and they all create yeah. all the yep. shows and the spinoffs. And, yeah. and they're all on a little nice. college campus there. Yeah. yeah. Hollywood Center Studios. That, how was that show for you? Jesse? Yeah. That oh, was great. You loved it. Yeah. Well, I'd never been a, on a long running series. Every series that I did was canceled after episode right. six. Um, and it was very, uh, it was interesting because I was the senior in the cast. And I really took, having no children of my own, I kind of took those kids under my wing and, and really taught them about acting and taught them how to be um, smart actors on stage, learn how to direct yourself, mm -hmm. learn um, how to analyze a comedic scene and how to land jokes. And, and they were open vessels, you know, ready to learn. So what a gift to them. It and was really fun. And they taught me a lot. Did you direct any? Yes. I directed five. Oh, oh great. great. Yeah. That was nice, right? It was very nice. Yeah. Written any of them or no, no, not an improver, not a writer, not a writer. I'm a lyricist. Are you? Yes, I actually wrote lyrics to the opening. I wrote the song to the opening of Scream. Oh, nice. Did you ever do any musical stuff on Jesse? Um, I wrote. Yes, I wrote a song for Peyton and I when we do. We are in a community theater production of a show that's kind of like the Fantastics. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and, I think it's called the um, uh, the Wonderfuls or <laughs> something like that. And I was trying to figure out what, how do you write a duet for 
a 55-year-old and a 20-year-old without making it creepy. Right. (laughs) And so um, it was a a duet about how I wanted to be – I wanted to have the – the joy and freedom of youth and she wanted wisdom and age. And, um, and I, I called it, um, um, the trick is to grow up without growing old. Cute. It was, it's a really sweet little, um, can we get it waltz. on iTunes? You can, I think, well, I think you can get it. Yeah. You can get it on YouTube. <laughs> That's cute. Wait. So I read that you were in Die Hard. Die Hard with a Vengeance, yeah. With Bruce? With Bruce and Samuel Jackson and Jeremy Irons. What character were you on? I I was the head of the bomb squad, and I defused the big bomb at the end of the movie, Um, Charlie. They're all binary liquid bombs. and um, It was so much fun. (laughs) And I was supposed to work like three weeks, and I ended up working five months. Are you oh, serious? Yeah. Oh, that's it a dream. Because thing. they kept writing these, or they were like, no, they today's kept, the day. No, the tomorrow's director the didn't day. like the look of the bomb, the final bomb. <laughs> Are and you they serious? They kept getting put into the back of the prop shop. Stop it. I said, we'll call you, Chamberlain, when we're ready to use the bomb. But were they, did you have a, were you on a retainer for five months? Yeah. <gasps> yeah. But you didn't Amazing. actually work the whole time? I that- sat at home, went down to the Caribbean. Just had to check oh. in every day. Oh my god, that's amazing! <laughs> I was on hold one time for, and I got paid for it for that. Movie. Remember that movie One Eight Seven? Yeah, yeah. I went had a general meeting, and next thing you know, they're like, "We're they're putting you on hold for because it, it was a it was a place took place in a school, and I was to play one of the regular students there." Oh, got it. But they never ended up using me. I never got to do it, but they held me for how long? Like two months. Whoa, yeah, that's nice pretty good. If you can get it. Are they now when you're doing something like that and they're holding you? Are they paying you every day or is it like a weekly, weekly. thing? Yeah, well that that was a holding fee, and then when I didn't get it, obviously they you know, they just didn't want me to get anything else. Oh, I got you. So Mine they basically pay you not to work. Up. Yeah, Mine, uh, they can only drop and pick you up once. Okay, and they dropped and then picked me up again, and then and they had to keep they you had on. To keep me up. It was oh, all downhill like from there, dream. though. I never, I've gosh. never had that kind of gig again. How many days did you actually work on it? Oh my gosh, probably like we started in July and I wrapped December eighteenth, and I probably worked about fourteen days. So thank you, kitchen cabinets. Oh, <laughs> thank you, um, a lo- student loan payment. Yeah, there you go. Oh, nice. Yes. Those jobs are magical, you know. Yeah. When you when you randomly you, you don't ever expect something like Those that. Those days are over. Yeah, to a degree. <laughs> I think you're right. It's so there's so many networks now, and there's so many like streaming platforms. It just I, I don't know how actors are making any money. I I, I really don't. I know. And SAG, no offense, is not kept up no, with they're not. what's going mm-hmm. on because the residuals in streaming are next to none. It's like it's it, horrible. It's terrible. And how is it going to be with Disney Plus now? Well, they're taking everything off of Netflix, yeah. and so. But how are they? Listen, gonna, as a mom, I'm like, I'm not paying for any of this stuff because I know in two months I can get everything I want for six ninety nine a month. So why would I buy the Little Mermaid right now? No, you're gonna wait. And I know I'm not the only mom that's. A, what I'm do you mean? In a couple months, you're gonna get it for six ninety nine. Disney Plus comes out, and it's supposed to be October, I think. And for six ninety nine a month, I get access to every Disney title, every library. Disney show. Oh wow! Right now, in order to per- in order to see certain things, you either have to buy them, like The Little Mermaid is not available for rent, right? So I'd have to buy it for eighteen ninety nine, 
Or you can rent things like we rented 101 Dalmatians the other night for $3.99. Fine. Which, by the way, Glenn Close is great. But I have to say, I did not really understand the premise of that movie. It was about skinning young puppies. Yeah. It's very scary. It is. Well, it's come on, don't get PC on the damn. Uh, well, there were like they were showing the tools, like it and was then scary. There's the dead mothers, yes. You know? All right. <laughs> anyway, there's so many dead mothers in those Disney movies. Um, I did a, but I, I agree with you. I don't know how anyone's making money, and especially the commercial world. It's definitely I have an audition for a commercial, not in- what it used to be, because I think so many are going non-union. But I did a commercial like four years ago, maybe five, for Progressive, right. And last year, I think I might have told you this, last fall, I randomly get this check in the mail. SAG had done all their due diligence. Apparently, the company had been airing this commercial. Now, who who, who investigates I've never this? Seen it. How do we find out? Right. I have no idea. And they had owed all of us this like back payment of residuals That's for years. I mean, I got a check for over 10 grand. What? And I was like, what? huh? It it's a was, gift. It, That's what we oh, call the residual world. It really a was. Gift. And you at know, that a lot time, of, boy, a lot of Broadway it sure people was. don't know that you can actually get residuals now from Broadway albums. Right. Um, because they're being played on Sirius XM. And, oh, yeah. And all the cable channels have that, you know, those radio stations at the end in the mm-hmm. 800s. Right. And there's always a Broadway channel there. And uh, and they there's a company called Sound Exchange, and they keep track of that. So anybody who's on a cast album... Log into Sound Exchange, send them your information, and they'll have residual checks for you. Wow. I'm going to do it because I'm on the Streisand album from Timeless. Oh, my gosh. You could have a small Prius waiting for you. <laughs> By that, I mean a toy. <laughs> but still, it's something. But I'm on two of the tracks. Well, there that's what go. I'm saying. Yeah. What's it $17 called? $17 in your exchange. pocket. Sound Exchange? Bitch, yep. I'm getting my money. Yeah. Go up and get my money. I'm going to go get myself a Popeyes. Free money. Yo, you're getting me the Popeyes. <laughs> bring it around. You're bringing it around. What's, what's after Little Shop for you? Do you know? Um, I'm going to play Carnegie Hall. Are you Ooh. really? Practice. Practice. Um, you know that joke? No. How do you get, um, <laughs> how do you get to Carnegie Hall? Oh, practice. Oh, practice. Oh, such, such like a vaudeville kind yeah. of moment. I was sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We're doing a Gershwin concert. Uh, Ted Sperling has these uh, master voices. It's this chorus and orchestra. And they do old, they did Lady in the Dark. And they did Of the I Sing, which is a, a old Gershwin. And this is Let Em Eat Cake. And it's the sequel to Of the I Sing. Oh, wow. Cool. So it's just like a stage. One-nighter. Yeah. It's a one-nighter, yeah. Did uh, you ever sing in, in high school at Carnegie Hall? In high school? Yeah, we sang in high school. No, we went to the, we didn't go, the, my theater went to, I went to school in Orlando. I went to school mm. with Wayne Brady. Oh, wow. High school with Wayne Brady and Joey Fatone. And um, no, the theater, we went to New York, so we just did theater stuff there. But my choir, we did like London. Oh, okay. <laughs> we did like a BBC thing. Oh, oh yeah. got it. Sorry, no Carnegie Hall for me. <laughs> Apparently not. But I have performed at Madison Square Gardens. It's Madison Square Garden. Nobody's saying gardens. <laughs> well, for me it is. I'm going no, to the Krogers. You were you you performed at Marvin Gardens. Yeah. <laughs> olive Gardens. Okay. I love an olive garden. Did you see their new lasagna cups? No. <laughs> All right, sorry. Um, what Kev- is that Carnegie Hall thing? 
the uh, Thursday before Thanksgiving. Like Thanksgiving is on a Thursday, and then this right. Is the so the, oh, the nice. Thanksgiving, I think this year is on the twenty eighth. Yeah, so the twenty first. Okay. Nice. And oh. then you um, you're going to spend Thanksgiving in New York. Yes. My husband uh, and I have our birthdays 48 hours apart. We're the same. Oh, wow. Um, And so we're going to host some friends. Do you have a place in New York? I do. Oh, you? Okay. That works. I I got it when I was doing Wicked. And then I loved it so much that I've kept kept it. it. And do you ever. So fucking expensive, though. I was going to (laughs) say, when you're not there, do you ever Airbnb it or. uh, I'm not allowed to say. Oh, I see. Correct. But friends stay there. Got it. That's nice. And and give me an honorarium. Is it like in uh, Midtown? <laughs> yes, it's on, 60th. Area? it's on the Fordham block. Oh, yeah. yeah. I oh, lived nice. on 77th and Columbus. And when I was going to Amda, I lived in the Beacon Theater, above the Beacon Theater oh, yeah, at the Beacon. Yeah. yeah. It was I had a good resident. friend who had, that, had an apartment there. Yeah. I love it there. I mean, I, if Great I could location. afford to live in New York... Yeah, I'd move back in a heartbeat, but yeah. you can't be poor in New York. It's like it's hard. not the city that you want to be. New poor York in. is for the very rich and those who serve them. Correct. Right. And I right. want to be served. I want a doorman. <laughs> no. I want like I just don't want. Yeah. Well, I feel even no. in the theater community that we're yeah. performing, we're like court jesters for. The, oh, absolutely. For and the everyone's King's moved family. moving out of the city. It's like it's just unaffordable. Yeah. yeah. There's like a, um, half of those luxury, new luxury buildings are empty. People, I don't know who, like yeah, who's. People, wealthy people buy them and then stay one night at them. Right. Well, a lot of them are overseas people. Who yeah. Have, uh, yeah. No, I've watched a lot of million dollar listings. Yeah. <laughs> and they're having a field day because the New York uh, market has fallen. Tanked. Yeah. Drastically. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's yeah, I I mean I even feel like it's it's harder and harder in any big city. It's harder in Los Angeles, you know. Yeah. Um I can't imagine people say the same thing about like Chicago and San Francisco and um but yeah, there is it's I mean, it's such a fun place. I love New York. I love going to visit there. Um but the last time I was there working for several weeks on end, I just, I would look around every day and I wasn't paying for the apartment. They put me up and I thought to myself, "Oh god, can you imagine how much would that apartment have been? Five, six thousand dollars no, a month, yeah, yeah. at yeah, least. They, and yeah, it wasn't they, that nice. When we were doing runway, when I was with Alyssa, yeah. we were doing runway, four apartments in Battery Park. I can't. And I had my own one bedroom. I remember it, that place. It, it was I, nice. I saw the bill. It's ridiculous. It's like crazy. How much was that one bedroom that you had? Um, that o- was similar to what they had given me, but over in sixty-five. Midtown. Over sixty-five thousand, hundred sixty-five hundred dollars a month. Yeah. <sighs> Wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's absurd. It is absurd. But I loved it. Oh, of course. Especially <laughs> not putting the bill. And it I is. loved living in Battery Park because all the trains come down. So it's like a mini oh, right, Times Square yeah. when it comes to the subway. So you can get on it. You can get anywhere, can anywhere. really fast. Yeah, it's not I'm that right by Columbus Circle. So, and all of them. Yeah, they all there. just meet right, you know. Yeah, so that's, that's why I, used, I love Columbus Circle. I love Battery Park. Um, I never thought I would love Battery Park. Because I was like, what's there to do in Battery Park? But yeah. I loved it. I loved it. Kevin, it beautiful. do you have any stories about, like, you know, live performances that have gone awry? We all love, you know, uh, <laughs> sometimes it's a happy accident. Sometimes you're just trying to stop the bleeding on stage or <laughs> whatever the moment is. Something. I, I, I was um, almost killed by a lighting instrument that uh, fell. Oh, God. Um, and smashed and actually cut my leg. 
from the glass. But um, so Wait. that was the really dangerous, weird thing I had. But I, during Susical, I got a kidney stone. <laughs> oh, sorry. And I was in so much pain that I couldn't even stand up straight. And my understudy, who's Casey Nicola, who has gone on to become incredibly wealthy and famous as a Broadway director. Um, he Is was that on Casey vacation. Nicola was Drowsy Chaperone? Drowsy Chaperone, Book of Mormon, Aladdin. Yeah. Right, okay. Mean Girls. A few things. Yeah. And <laughs> he was on vacation and I had a kidney stone. And so I had to go on and I was pumping water and pumping water and trying to pee it out. And uh, they pushed me around on a ladder alike in, in Susical. So that was nice. I didn't have to move too much. But all of a sudden I was like, I really have to go. And I passed it um, like between scenes. No. And it was the most painful and yet wonderful thing <laughs> that, that could happen. And were you immediately like, I mean, sore, oh, so but immediately relieved. like just, so relieved, oh my gosh, yeah. I'm okay now. It was like a lightning bolt. Uh, Did you name it Susical? <laughs> you should. Name you should have kept a, it. A, snee- a star-bellied sneech. There's nothing like having to go on. The show must go on. There's nothing like having to do that when you're not feeling well. Yeah. Or, I mean, I remember having to go on for some show I was in, having just come off like a two-day stomach flu. And still oh, you're not, worst. you're just like not really sure. You're You're better, but you haven't eaten a lot in two days and- not really sure if anything's going to stay in. <laughs> yeah, and especially if you have to dance hard. Yep. Oh, it's terrible. Doctor theater kicks in, though. It does. The adrenaline, the adrenaline kicks adrenaline in, and kicks somehow, in, yeah. yeah, it all stays in place, but it's not fun. But that, yeah, the kidney stones, the lighting instrument, and I'm trying to think of, um, I've had understudies have to go on, and, you know, you turn and they're not there. They've, <laughs> they've not entered. Oh, and no. You kind of have to vamp till. They run on. Um, I had an actor come up and his whole big shtick backstage was grabbing you from behind and going, you're on. Uh, I killed somebody. And I would go, and run on. And you weren't on. And find myself in the middle of a No, that is funny. (laughs) Oh my God, I killed somebody. What show is that on? Uh, The Foreigner. Oh, okay. I called The Foreigner. Yeah, I know The Foreigner. Okay. And a lot of technical things can happen too, especially with those big productions like Wicked. And I mean, yeah. We- oh yeah, we've shut the show down a couple times on Wicked. The um, uh, Throne uh, wouldn't work, wouldn't roll down, and it's on a rake, you know, that right. stage. And it, when it becomes unhinged out of the track, it can just roll down and tip into the audience. Oh God! And it's probably two thousand pounds. It takes four stagehands to hold it from sliding down the. Oh my god! The, yeah, I was looking. I was watching something on that King Kong. Right. Have you seen that? No. Stage version of it. No. There's a giant it just closed. Yeah. yeah. Did you see it? Mm-hmm. And. Uh, the monkey was cool. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Who's going to see that?" I mean, I'm going to be honest. I was like, I can't imagine spending money to go see this. Like the only reason I would want to see it is because of the monkey. It's a giant Kong and it's like run by puppeteers and it's massive. Uh-huh. 
And I just can't imagine the amount of, I don't know how Broadway shows recoup that kind of money. No, on, they don't. It's like, it's crazy. How long they was it open? Not that long. Six months. Oh, gosh. I, I think it's the show that, what's your, remember what's your name when we did? Who? Australian actor, um, Boyana. Boyana? Her boyfriend, because he started, remember he was doing it in Australia. He was. Oh. Oh, yeah, it was being in Australia. Oh, starring yeah. there. Yes. Starring in it. Oh. Yes, I think so. I think. It, I wonder where all those things go to die. Like the Kong. Like, where does that thing, it goes to some warehouse somewhere where they probably, you know, put it together and then it just sits there until they. Need they to have a theater museum. In they it. really oh, that's should. that's a great idea. You know, you know, they've been talking about it for years, but. You need real estate. Real yeah, I was going to say, where yeah. would they put it? Oh, they'd yeah. have to put it out in Jersey somewhere. Or in yeah. Queens. I mean, they could do it where they're going to do the Amazon thing that folded. Yeah, it should be in Midtown where people... Uh, where are you going to put it? Yeah. Where are you going to put Kong? The Titanic Museum. You know, the Titanic exhibit right. was there for a while, and they had a Downton Abbey exhibit. Right. Wow. I don't know. It's like in Vegas, how you can go to the Vegas graveyard that has all the cool yeah. like electric signs and stuff. Um, maybe they should put out in Vegas. They definitely got the room. What would your dream show be? Hmm. I mean, I'm not really physically right for it, but I've always wanted to play Sweeney Todd. Really? Yeah. That's a good He's show. all yeah. dream girls. <laughs> I would love that. No, my favorite That's is- in my bedroom. My, yeah. <laughs> my favorite all-time shows, besides Little Shop, honestly, is Company. Oh yeah, I did company. It's oh, it's it is, really wonderful, but it's also very unsatisfying unless you're Bobby. Right. You just come on and you do your little sketch and then you sort of sit around. Right. But backstage. the Bobby character is like, I yeah. mean the music is out of the Yeah, world. I'm looking forward to the new female one. Oh, I didn't know they were doing one. Yeah. Oh, it's on Broadway from Yeah, it's coming over from England with uh, Patty Lapone. Oh, oh, Patty Lapone. We, we love uh, some Patty Lapone. She always comes up. She somehow. always comes up. We had Kelly Martin on the show. Oh, cool. And uh, we were talking Patty Lapone. They still keep in touch, obviously. And uh, I would love to work with Patty Lapone. Who wouldn't? Jesus. Um, one of the one of the other great things about New York is how small it is, and. Yeah. When you leave your shows and other people leave their shows, it's like one big sort of melting pot gathering place where you literally bump into people or yeah. see people across the street. Ten blocks. Right. Or you go down to have a drink at the bar and then, you know, it's like, oh, my God, there's so-and-so. One of my favorite sightings was walking in Midtown. The shows had just gotten out. I don't think I'd seen a show. I'd gone for drinks, I think. And um, and I saw um, Bernadette Peters escorting Elaine Stritch just down 8th Avenue. <laughs> And people were all kind of like doing that thing where they they saw they looked and then they double they did a double take and then there was the whispers and then people were like kind of pointing and I was like, did I just see what I thought I just saw? And then I looked back and everyone else was doing the but same people thing. People also leave celebrities alone. Yeah, nobody was talking to them. Nice. Nobody asked for an autograph. Nobody yeah. took a picture. It was really quite cool. I think I think maybe more so in the broad. I mean, I've seen some fans like with Alyssa. They go nuts for her there. Like she's. I think the Broadway community. I think is, the Broadway community is a little different. It's also smaller. Not everybody's. Not everybody that lives in New York is like into Broadway, right? You know. Whereas I think in other cities, it's like whatever the thing is, people are. You know, that's what everybody does. Will you be seeing the new Cats movie? <laughs> <laughs> 
In the comfort of my own home. Correct. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I saw that show on Broadway when it was, because I was living there when it was still running right before it closed. Not, I'm not a fan. You don't like the cats. I don't like, I'm allergic to cats. But you don't cats, like cats in general. I, I'm allergic to cats. And I was just like, they can't be making a movie about this, right? This is like crazy. But sure enough. Isn't Taylor Swift a cat? I think Taylor is and Jennifer Hudson. She's a cat? I bet you she gets fucking nominated. Gonna, <laughs> I think it's going to go down in history. Oh, in a, really? One way or the other. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think your I'm prediction like is correct. Going, what the hell? Is like The Rock in it or something? No, so, <laughs> <laughs> the Rock it's, is a cat. I'm like, yeah, it's like. Uh, I'm Singing like, Memory. Rebel Wilson. Oh, it's, yeah, it's going to be. Uh, they yeah. must have got really good checks for this. Because I'm like going, what? <laughs> you know? I mean, I feel like it's one of those. It comes out at Christmas. I think you have mm-hmm. several glasses of nog. And then you go to see it. So That's, who's going to it? That's my question. Who's the Me fan? after several glasses of knock. So you're going to go to see Cats? I'll probably go see it to make fun of it or to enjoy it. It'll have a big international I guess. Audience. People love the cats. You have to understand. And people love Taylor Swift. And Taylor Swift loves cats. So someone <laughs> up there was like, let's make that connection. I'm allergic to the cats. Okay, well, I know who will go see it. Stephen Ray Morris will definitely Oh my God, Stephen Ray Morris is definitely going to see it. Yeah. He's, yeah. I mean, he is the target audience for sure. <laughs> Steven, we love you, and I, I want to know what you think of cats. That music is coming back. Listen, I yes, love a I musical. Love I love. I, I'm really excited to see the Judy movie. Oh yeah. With um, have you seen that trailer? No. Renee Zellweger. Renee Zellweger. <gasps> That's Judy. right. Yeah. That trailer looks amazing. It does. Yeah, I'm that. I'm excited about. Um, Megan Hilty has a movie on Lifetime that she just did. Next where scene? she's. No. <laughs> Did you see the Nexium movie? Yes. <laughs> Wait, I think it's a documentary, though. No, it's a movie of the week. It is a movie of the yes, week? Yes, Lifetime is doing a movie of the week on the Nexium. Knew it. And there's a, the main character is Allison Mack, our friend, Allison Mack. Yes. So who is playing her? I don't, You got to look it up. Who got the part? Rob, look it up. Rob. Have you done a Lifetime movie? Mm-hmm. I you, played Santa Claus. Oh, dire- I could totally. Directed oh, by Mariah Carey. Oh, what? you're kidding me. Wait, where, how are we why burying are you, this? Uh, wait, yeah, I use the story? term loosely. <laughs> wait a minute. Did she show up? Yes. Every day? Yeah. Hold on a second. Where'd you guys shoot? Cincinnati. Why there? Uh, I guess cheap. But Mariah movie. went to Cincinnati? Yeah. Why was she directing it? Was she in it? Uh-huh. Is yes. this her directing debut? I, what is it called? A Christmas Melody. Oh, Did you stay in a closet? <laughs> we have friends who do movie of the week. dodgy Christmas movies and, and they, get housed in closets. Yeah, they oh, were, I think yeah. we were in the comfort inn kind of thing. Okay. So. And Mariah was okay. Uh, Mariah was not in the comfort inn. Yeah. So much gauze. What what was year it? was this? It was like four years ago. So was she married to Nick Cannon at the time? Just divorced. Okay. And, but she had the crazy manager. <gasps> oh, manager I love the manager. Woman. The <laughs> manager woman. The, yeah. Oh my god. She's a she fucking was on nightmare. Set everywhere. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Basically yeah. directing, and uh, I mean in stiletto heels and and black leather pants and. Oh my I mean, god! It was and oh, I can't say. What well, no, I know a lot of stories off. too because of the reality wow. show that they did. My friends. Oh, that showed everything. Yeah, worked on it, and the way she treated her children was. Well, that's one question: Were the kids there? And yeah, yeah? 
Morocco and not Mariah, but the the woman. Oh, the the, the, oh, the manager, manager woman, her daughter. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, there was a whole thing. That manager, I'm, there's a loss. I think Mariah's suing her. Or she's suing. Yeah. yeah, there's a whole thing. Oh, this manager's crazy. You got to look her. She's. Oh, no, I, saw, I remember her from the show. Yeah. Oh, my God. That. Oh, I would have loved to be yeah. able to fly and on then the I, wall during I, that. I showed up and I don't have a beard. And they wanted a Santa beard. So they went out and they got a like a Halloween store Santa no. beard. Oh, oh no. you're kidding. And it looks so awful. And they put it on me and Mariah comes in to approve it in the makeup trailer and she's freaking out and i i was like um well you know you get what you pay for they look at and i've held up the bag and it said like five, oh. 5.95 halloween santa beard oh my and God. she flipped flipped out and then i felt bad because i threw the makeup person under the bus <laughs> but i'm i have to wear but it it's, you're gonna wear it yeah, yeah. It's a, that's the one thing i learned from streisand she's like if you don't say something it's yeah, it's, it's on your you. face. Yeah, it's your but face out you, there. If you watch it, it's just a horrible beard. It's just horrible. Did you end up wearing it? They didn't um, get another a one? version of it. I okay. mean, they tore it apart and glued it did, on. And yeah, it, it's, oh my oh god. god, I have to watch what? this movie. But so there's also the- these horribly blatant uh, Folgers ads in the middle of it, where they're drinking coffee, and just instead of it being in the background. They're drinking, and then it cuts. The camera moves and cuts to, to the can, the Folgers can. What? <laughs> uh, they're doing that on the hills with well, the crust strips. Gross. The white strip. <laughs> that, that's what the that's that, because commercials aren't airing anymore, guys. Yeah. Like they're well, not watching so them. Now Don't you remember them in the shows? My infamous uh, line in the movie New Year's Eve, which directed by Gary Marshall, I played a waiter. I'm in this, and I'm thinking I'm going to have like at least like a cute like cater waiter little mm-hmm. outfit on. My out, you know, my scene is with Josh Jamel. He comes over to get a drink. No, I'm in this ugly like yellow <laughs> vest. I just it's awful, but whatever. Talk about like, and I remember saying because of this one, I remember being like, maybe we could just maybe I don't have to wear the vest, and they were like. <laughs> You're wearing the vest. And I was like, okay, all right, wearing the vest. Yep. So my my whole line was another De Serono, sir. So, you know. Which, I'm, by the way, is God awful. <laughs> right. He had it. But they paid like $2 million right. to, for the line. So you knew it was, was going to stay in. Yeah, I knew it was going to stay in. That residual check. There you go. But that was the ad placement. And he was like, you got to be able to make sure you say it correctly. <laughs> Another De Serono and Coke, sir, I think is what I said. Oh, oh my God. I <laughs> was, that was my first drink, an Amaretta Sour. Right. Oh. Ugh. Wait a minute. I'm back to Mariah. I'm obsessed. <laughs> Me and Mariah go back like babies and pacifiers. I will, um, Thank you. I will show that. you pictures after. Oh, God, yes. Wait a minute. Is there a table read? Okay. No, but I get to the I get to the uh, set, and they're like, "You got the new script, right?" <laughs> I hate when people. Say I was like, um, "No, what version? What do you? What do you mean? What version?" And they hadn't given me the new script, and it was paragraphs and paragraphs and paragraphs. Oh no! That what was. were the days? How many day, How many pages were we got shooting a day? Um, and does she know how to direct? Like Has she four. ever directed anything before? She Besides music guy, videos? She had a guy there oh, okay. kind of shadowing. Um, she had a lot to say about the makeup. Well, yeah. <laughs> but it was, I couldn't believe getting the script, you know, and I'm not that fast of a memorizer. 
And I was like just cramming it in my trailer. Oh my god! Oh my and that's god. A, you can tell really, you know, m- most acting on TV is that at least the one hour dramas. You know, you yeah. can tell when they got the rewrites the day before, and they're just oh, yeah. spewing. A lot, I mean, uh, most times people are just learning it in the chair and the makeup yeah. chair because yeah. they know. You know, I always call it when I t- I teach a lot, and, and I say if if an actor is if he's whispering like this, yes. he doesn't really know his lines. It's just having to mumble through it. Is this why you don't have to inflect? That's no way that no no person on earth actually speaks this way. But if you can do this, yeah. it doesn't have to really be acting. You can just kind of I never breath. thought of that. No, I yeah. worked with someone like that on the show I got fired on, Haunted, um, <laughs> with Matthew. He was like that. I would I Whisper acting. Yeah, it was whisper acting. I would literally, I was playing. You're standing right next to him and you couldn't hear him, right? I'm literally I'm playing his friend and like the notes I would get from the producers are we don't see the relationship like from the dailies and stuff I'm going I can't hear it. like I don't know what he's saying to me so I'm like like trying to like because I, I know what I know what he's saying but I don't know how when he's saying or what, it. you know because I don't know and there's like a dead body I'm like eating beef jerky I'm a quirky like fucking coroner you know. He's a detective. We're friends. There's in between us. And I'm like, huh? I'm, like you literally see me like just leaning in going. What is, what is that sound thing with, you know, how people centralize sound? like ASMR? ASMR, Oh, yeah. I just heard about that's someone it, just show that to me. And I was like, what is That's exactly this? what it is now. Yeah, it is. What is upset? That's a, it's the craziest thing. Have you ever watched the video? There's so many I saw videos. Someone showed me a video and then they showed me like the soap one where like it's just the sound of the cutting the soap and stuff. <laughs> it's fucking weird. I, listeners, if you're an ASMR fan... Don't send me emails. I get it. Okay. It, it. Believe me, no one listening to this podcast and your voice is an ASMR fan. Okay? No offense, friend, but... Um, well, Kevin, it's a delight to have you on. Thank you. I mean, the Mariah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> the Mariah. I need some pictures. Yeah. Do you have any pictures? Oh, yeah. Back I in the do. day? Okay, we're going to need oh, to... We're going to need to show some of those. Yeah. Did you ever have lunch with her or anything? Yes. Oh, yes. Kev, hold on. We're not ending this yet. Yeah, you sat and had lunch <laughs> with her? Ah, uh, yeah. What does she talk about? Um, You know, she was actually curious in... in she deflected off of herself. She didn't want to talk about herself. She right. didn't ask you questions and um, uh, talk about the character and make her feel like she was directing. But... um. It was so weird and so fast, and and um, I, the whole thing with the kids was really disturbing. But the not way, her kids. Not her kids. So let's be clear. It was yeah, and the kids in the movie. Uh, no, no, the manager. No, oh, like the man. The, oh, okay. The manager, and then the manager put her kids in the class with the 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 on set kids. Oh, <laughs> the really? Studio teacher. Oh, so you're getting free schooling that way? Oh, wow. <laughs> Oh, weird. Yeah, the manager I'm probably I mean, going to get a. No, you're not because it, she <laughs> she showed everything on the series. That, oh, right, she did. That yeah. reality series was a shit, shit show. show. Uh, I wanted to come she back. Would scream so at her that. child. Oh my I god! I know. No, she was a, like she's a freak. That lady, yeah. and I'll say it. Um, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Well, I've had some crazy directors in my time, and 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 amazing directors. Like the guy who directed um, Die Hard ended up in prison. Um, McD, you know, um, 
uh, he was involved in that whole um, uh, Epstein. No, oh. <laughs> allegedly, no. <laughs> John McTiernan um, was his name, and uh, why did he go to we'll jail? Look it up. Look it up. Okay, and uh, and I keep thinking Whitey Bulger, but it's, it's oh. something to do something to do with um. A mob guy, and that was really wild. That's and bizarre. Then I did a play once with. Um, do you remember Ryan Idol? Ryan, I, what do I know that name? He was uh, a gay porn no. actor. Oh, how funny! Like, from the eighties, I did a play called The Ritz. And now he's like on death row. He's in prison. <laughs> what? Well, our friend Allison Mack, she's facing. Four- Did they ever? No, they've postponed it to an unannounced date. Of because they're waiting for the premiere of the movie. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my god! And oh. in the Nexium movie, uh-huh. it Go will be uh, Sarah Fletcher who stars as Allison Mack. Is that your competition? No, but I didn't even get an audition. I'm uh, <laughs> very offended. You know her best. You could have played Allison so well. I don't have the right hair right now. They would have given all about the bang. That's so crazy. Yeah. So yeah, she's facing up to forty years. Wow. Facing additional prison time, McTiernan entered into a second plea deal in 2010 and was sentenced to a year in prison. That was in the year 2010. So he's out. And what was it? It was. I'm having trouble seeing. Um, I don't know what it was. I'm trying to get. He directed the first Die Hard and then the third one. The Hunt for Red October. Hunt for Red October. Predator. Right. He's done a lot of things. He went to Juilliard. See, listen, (laughs) it can happen to anybody, okay? (laughs) Be mindful of your decisions, people. You could end up in jail real quick. Oh, God. All right, I'm going to find This has been a pleasure. This has been such a pleasure. Thank you for coming, Kevin. You're a. I don't know if we're airing this. I'm going to try to air this before your show. The show closes. We run, we run through October 20th at Pasadena Playhouse. Okay. And, uh, Eight o'clock most nights and matinees on Saturdays and Sundays as well. Are you dark on Monday? Yeah. And if you're in New York before Thanksgiving and you Carnegie need some Hall. culture, yeah. Carnegie Hall, everyone. Of the I Sing. Have uh, you, let the meat cake. Have you called. performed there before? Yeah. Look at you. Uh, me. Veteran. <laughs> um, all right. It was a pleasure having you. You'll have to come back for Please. sure. Let, uh, Send us some of your Broadway friends. All right. Let us know where people can find you. Uh, yes, Kevin Chamberlain, uh, uh, Chamberlain.Kevin on Instagram. And um, I'm about to hit 500,000 followers. Awesome. Oh my After this, you're going to hit 500,001 because we'll follow you. <laughs> and uh, Instagram is Kevin Ch- at Kevin. Ch- I mean, um, uh, Twitter is at Kevin Chamberlain. Yeah. I have a weird question. Yeah. This is the worst question. After the whole. Um, everyone thought you were dead thing and you weren't. Did you get more followers? <laughs> uh, creepily enough, yes. Yes, isn't that strange? Yeah. But it was also that TikTok video. Yeah, well, yeah. That, was, that had a million hits, so. I think when you're in the zeitgeist people. of the young people's minds and yeah, yeah becomes a whole thing. Yeah. Well, hopefully you can continue to help the young people find culture. 
because for Christ's sake, what are you talking about? <laughs> just give so, me my fucking chicken sandwich. Are you considering faking your death for more followers? I'm, well, I just he's I, tried. No one cares. No one cares. <laughs> that is the issue. In fact, I think most of the people that listen to the show want me to die. <laughs> but that's okay. I'm still coming back for more bitches. <laughs> well, thanks for listening. Uh, I am Yo Lakin. And I'm at Alec Led. Don't ask. You can find me at robpera.com. New website updated. Uh, you can find my Twitter there and Instagram, which I will not say the handle of. And you should You're buy some merchandise at worsteverpodcast.com. And you can email us at worsteverpodcast at gmail.com. Or- and send me Starbucks gift cards from there on that address. Go ahead. Okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, or uh, follow us at Worst Ever Podcast. Well, thanks. This has been a pleasure. And happy birthday again. Yeah. You're looking younger and younger every year. I hate cats. <laughs> I mean, I don't hate them, but I'm allergic. Okay. Goodbye. Thank you.